Hey everyone, welcome to The Elephant on the Couch. The judgment-free podcast where we address the elephant in the room, get it on the couch, and start the conversation. I'm Tanya. And I'm Dulce. Join us. Let's Let's get get uncomfortable. Welcome back to The Elephant on the Couch. (laughs) I'm like, where are we? (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to episode two. Season three. three. I always have to do that. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. Makes you ground yourself. Is that what? <laughs> I don't. I don't fucking know. I'm just trying to come up with an excuse for your, <laughs> for my behavior. <laughs> yes. Excusing my behavior. How are you doing today, sweetie? Sweetie. sweetie. I hate when people call oh me sweetie. <laughs> How you doing, bitch? <laughs> I'm. I'm doing well. I'm overall doing well. I think. I've been consistent. Are we transitioning? <laughs> I'm still not transitioning. <laughs> no, I've been, con- I've been consistent with my goals. I've <laughs> been on the spot here. No, thank you. Appreciate it, but I don't like being on the spot. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? I am solid. <laughs> like a rock. Like a rock. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I am. I mean it rashy as per usual i think honestly guys i think tanya's allergic to me every time she comes over or i come over or we record hang or hang out she just starts having this like wild rash i don't know if it's I'm my energy <laughs> she's allergic to my to my too much to handle attitude to your aura my aura but you don't believe in that so i don't believe in that I, so I was it doesn't told, happen i was told once that my aura i, I mean actually i'm not gonna say the color just in case Is we have brown just <laughs> like shit <laughs> just in case we have a guest eventually that does oh that we will definitely have a i want to see what color they tell me and see if the other person was i don't know if she can see auras i had somebody that could see my aura supposedly and she's like i can see this color i was like hmm what does that even mean but apparently she could see that color all, That's all like psychic me. stuff. I don't know. Is that what that is? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Anyways. That's another conversation. But you're, you're solid as a rock, apparently. <laughs> but I'm solid. Things are pretty steady. Um, I, don't think, I don't think I talked about on the last episode, but I also switched jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we <laughs> talked a little bit on all the transitions I that happened. I pulled her to the dark side, guys. Yeah. I got the job first, and I was like, come over to the dark side. And then she... And then I dipped... <laughs> And, and then when she we dip, she dip, we dip. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. It's definitely a change. Um, but I'm enjoying the change, just getting used to the schedule and the work environment. Um, but I'm enjoying that. I like that I have some days off during the week, so that's always nice, too. Because I do absolutely nothing on my days off during the week. <laughs> and when I say nothing, I mean nothing. Like I go from my couch to my hammock in my back, in my back, my new backyard. Uh, <coughs> to the bed. <laughs> to that little triangle right there. And it's beautiful. I enjoy that. <laughs> doing nothing, having nothing to do. Like, like the whole like, oh, what do I have to do later? Being present. Yeah. Literally. So... I'm chilling. I'm yeah. riding the wave. Solid. I took I took a week off. Yeah. And it's been to transition to the to one job that you didn't like that you dragged me to. <laughs> Got it. Roger that. <laughs> Pretty fucking much. <laughs> is it is it calling me out season? Is that what this is? This is, this is what a trash. Like. Don't say. <laughs> 
No, I um, I took a break from life, and it's been a nice change of pace. Like I, this sounds really weird, but I low key like staying at home and just managing household things. It's weird. See, we were talking about how COVID forced us to do that, and now you've actually grew to enjoy it. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. I, I like taking care of my shit. Like, it feels like self-care. Yeah. Which, it's our topic. Great okay. transition. Look at you. Like, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The flow. The flow. <laughs> Hashtag the flow. Hashtag flow. So, <laughs> we're going to talk about self-care since you gave it up already. And clearly with the title, I'm sure people figured out by now yeah so let's talk about self-care but why did we want to talk about self-care why do you want to talk about self-care well i i was really pushing the subject um since our last episode and the reason why actually before we even started talking about our last episode i was like we need to do self-care for like a month yeah because this year i've been really taking that seriously last year i think i started doing Mm -hmm. self-care like therapy we mm. went to the Cairo together for like two or three months. My <laughs> boyfriend and I. Cairo, yeah. yeah, like I was very on top of trying to take care of myself. I was making more money than I have ever made in my entire life. Sad day. I'm back to not making money. <laughs> but, um, but I was able to kind of uh, pay for things like the Cairo and therapy and all this stuff. Um and I was like, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take it on. I'm gonna start doing things that really make me feel better. Oh, mm-hmm. And I kind of came into this realization that self care is a pain in the fucking ass. Like it's so hard to take care of yourself. And mm-hmm. I really wanted. We've talked about happiness and love as a choice and all these things in our last seasons. But I think like we've never actually talked about the reality of effort and work that it takes to actually attain the goals that you want and i mm-hmm. think it was important for us to address it right and, and go over what it is yeah. It, yeah yeah and like really defining what it is because mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of ideas of what self-care is but i don't think even though our generation like and by our generation i mean millennials or generation x or whatever the fuck we're called not the z's <laughs> not the z's or the f's or the y's i don't know <laughs> a b c oh not there my bad <laughs> But really, um, because I think, like, we're a generation that is starting to redefine a lot of things, like Mm. LGBTQ+, and equality, and feminism, like, all these different things. I think people really have this idea that we're very sensitive, because now we take everything so personal and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but one of the things that I that I has come up to my attention is self-care. What that, what does that mean? I don't think that was even existent Mm -hmm. 30 years ago for a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean self-care? I have kids, period. Mm-hmm. You know, and really prioritizing what that means and having that in- individualism, I think it's it's different. Yeah. And I think I think it is, it's become, I, I mean, at least me, I see it a lot, like a buzzword, like self-care. And I don't know if it was, again, 2020 and COVID and what happened and the, the focus shifted into, like, how can you continue to take care of yourself and your needs while the world is falling apart? Um, or maybe it's just my awareness because of the field that we're in and we talk about it often. So it's kind of like that yellow car syndrome mm-hmm. where you start thinking about something and you notice everywhere. So because in our field, self-care is important and we're always talk about it. Yeah, we have clients. an entire class on self-care. Right. And to, to ourselves too, not only with our clients, but being in this field, it's big on like, well, and when I say it's big, I mean verbally. 
it's it's mm-hmm. they're big on like how are you taking care of yourself yet a lot of companies and agencies and stuff like don't they do don't that. give the employees the, the the time or money or whatever to resources really, right resources there you go um but it is i think it is a big buzzword i don't know maybe you guys listening to this might be like what are you talking about self-care i never think even think Perfect. about it yeah but because it's in our we're field, in their field yeah we know this. Um, and I think there is this misconception of what self-care means when you hear about these words because it's been portrayed almost in this bougie, luxury, fun, like fancy type. Way, yeah. Right, like it's like a bubble bath and candles and getting, getting a massage. Yeah. Massage. A massage <laughs> with this like really tough shirtless guy with a six pack <laughs> where is this going <laughs> what kind of massage no. what were you watching <laughs> self care <laughs> self care <laughs> they focus on the self care but uh but I think that's how like even me like before I used to think like self care that's what it is I need to schedule a massage I need to put a mask on like whatever i need essential oils i need like i think i never really had that perspective because i'm i'm very curious like that's just my nature i okay george George. (laughs) i was just gonna say that i just really like to get educated on shit like i i'm the nerdy person that if you i hear something that i don't know i like go on my phone and i start reading everything i possibly can to know what the fuck it's about i just don't like feeling stupid i guess is what it comes down to Mm -hmm. point of the matter is um, self-care was presented in college, right? And so I started listening and watching stuff. And I remember very vividly, um, right before Estrella was born, so we're talking like over five years, um, what self-care was and how companies use it as a way to promote the responsibility on you when the reality is the responsibility of the company. So a lot of the things that happen in therapy world is mm-hmm. that we get salary jobs. That's that's very common for a therapist to have a salary job and to typically work anything between 50 and 60 hours a week. Like just being completely honest with you guys, unless you're like super self-disciplined, you will be working 50 to 60 hours. You will be doing 30, 40 hours, 30 to 35 hours of therapy mm-hmm. and then like 10 to 15 hours in documentation and figuring out what to do with the client trainings. and trainings, you know, like it just, we are highly overworked all the time. And not that I'm trying to like, oh yeah, we're great. Like, please feel Complain. sorry for us. No, it's, it's just it, the, the workload. It's crazy. And so I, I saw like a little video or documentary, whatever you want to call it, that talked about companies using the buzzword self-care mm-hmm. to put the responsibility on the employee mm-hmm. when the actual responsibility should be on the employer allowing them to have 40 hours and sticking to the 40 hours so you can have a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And I think in Europe, the typical full-time employee is 35 hours rather than 40. Um, and then having flexibility in your hours, like not being so, you got to clock in three minutes, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. um, and having more paid time off, 
having more benefits where you can actually use your benefits to go get a massage Mm -hmm. and not have to pay out of pocket. You know, just the resources that the employer gives you should be enough incentives for you to say, oh, I really want to work for this company Mm -hmm. because they're having my back. Right. But a lot of the self-care responsibility then turns into the person. And so then the employer can kind of wash their hands and be like, I told you. I told you when you got hired, you needed to prioritize your health. Mm-hmm. That you don't want to do it is on you. Well, no, motherfucker. I'm working 60 hours a fucking week. When the fuck am I going to go see my doctor? Yeah, like, yeah. And it's a lot of like, well, shit, if you're absent, which I hate that culture is like, if, if you call off sick, you have to make up for the hours that you lost during the week. Right, like, oh, yeah. I have 25 clients to see. I called off six, so now mm-hmm. I canceled six sessions and I need to figure out how to make it up for this client because I didn't see them and nobody backed me up. Mm. Or you have to have a certain amount of hours that you work in therapist lingo is units. And if you didn't meet your <laughs> units or your amount of sales, which sounds crazy that we look at therapy or mental health that way, you have to make it up for the day that you called off. Like, you don't get a fucking break. And majority of times you hesitate on calling mm-hmm. off because you're like, fuck, I'm going to come back to work and have double the work. I hear that all the off. time. Yeah. Like people like they dread coming back to work after like a vacation because it's like all the shit show that's waiting for you. I mean, and, and again, it depends on the agency or company or whatever you're working for. But I mean, even like my dad, I've, I've seen my parents where they don't want to call off of work. And I come from that culture. like So it's been like ingrained in me. But I'm I'm way better than them. I've taken time off and be like, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. But they don't. Like, yeah, no, my parent my dad probably has like two hundred fucking PTO hours saved oh, up. My my dad was Yeah, like, like he reaches cap <laughs> and then he's like, Okay, I need to start selling my hours because and the majority nine out of ten times my dad will sell out his PTO his hours because, because they don't take he, time off, they don't yeah. take the time off. Mm-hmm. Right. But it I guess it's it's important that we talk about there's this institutionalization of overworking people. There's hustle culture, like you call it. Yeah, I yeah, I have a problem with that. I said it last time. I'm gonna continue to say it, and I'm gonna you say keep it, 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 girlfriend. <laughs> I have a problem with hustle culture for sure. Yeah, and so how do you then take yourself out of that hustle culture and then say, I choose to put myself first? Mm-hmm. I think that's really what self care really comes down to. Like, right. I. I have this big project coming on. It has to be due by, let's say, next week. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I stop replying to emails and focus on this project that I have to work on? Mm-hmm. How do I decide I clock out at five and that's as far as the project got and it is what it is? You know, like, how do you then start setting those boundaries to say, uh uh-uh. uh, mm-hmm. I said I was gonna clock out at four. I'm clocking out at four because I'm going to the gym right after and fuck it is what it is you know like because it's very easy to get into this culture and then say oh i can't make it to lunch because i have to do and i can't finish it oh i do that all the time i skip my lunch my breaks like whatever because i'm I'm more and i don't don't know that it's coming from a place where but maybe probably subconsciously it is from like i have to do i have to i have to have to perform but I, i skip especially working community like i'm driving from place to place so I'm not eating. I'm not prioritizing. Like, hey, it's my lunchtime. Let me block this. Now that I was doing telemed with COVID when it happened, I was slightly better at it because I would block like literally like at 12. I would take a break and not have any sessions till like one. So I would force myself to take a break. But I've been there where I don't eat. I skip my meals. I 
eat like shit because all that all there is over there is like jack in the box and i have that's all you know what is a really big like trigger for me that i know that i'm not doing well this is gonna sound super silly but going to circle k and buying twinkies like the ones that have like the sugar on top zingers i think they're called zingers yeah (laughs) like that's how i know that i haven't been taking care of myself because i crave the starbucks like you know the the ones that are in a jar (laughs) you know the starbucks the frappuccino starbucks Uh And the zingers. Like, it's a fuckload of sugar. And I know that I'm not taking care of myself when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I don't have time for breakfast. I'm going to stop by a QT or... And get me a frappuccino. Are you shaming me for my peanut butter and hot Cheeto meals? No, 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 bitch. That's 100% me. Like, when I start doing that, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like... That's your red flag. Yeah, like, that's my, like, oh, shit. Like, something's up. I'm Mm -hmm. not taking care of myself. Because... That's my weakness. I can fucking eat like six of them motherfuckers. And I sit. It's so depressing. I sit outside <laughs> of work. Like it's like a, like a fucking shame, you know? Like I'm parked out of work right before I have to clock in. So yes, I did have time to fucking cook breakfast. Mm-hmm. But I chose not to. And I'm fucking here like drinking my fucking right. frappuccino and like eating my fucking zingers. Like literally one in my whole mouth at the time. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna survive today. <laughs> like, oh it's intense. Horrible. Yes. It, like, <laughs> nervous, yeah. When I'm there, I'm like, holy shit, dude, you need to chill out. Like, something's going up that you're not setting boundaries and you're not really taking care of yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I think, so, but what, so what else is not self care? Besides that stereotype of like media. Right, like we said, it's not bubble baths. It's not getting a massage or you know whatever else. I think that really brings up a irk to me, like a little pressing point that irks the fuck out of me, like the coping skills culture, which happens a lot in therapy and social work and any kind of crisis work, mental health, emotional, whatever. Like any service, I'll say that. Like any service work, coping mechanisms is like the buzzword. Like. Oh, did you get the client coping mechanisms? Great. You did a great session. Like, okay, I'm going to use coping mechanisms for the rest of my life and not actually address the bullshit that I need to address. Mm -hmm. You know, like to me, coping mechanisms are important because they're a band-aid. So how are those self-care though? The bubble bath. (laughs) Let me take a bubble bath every day for the next three months while I don't set boundaries at work and I just let my employer eat me alive. What good is it for you to put 20 fucking band-aids on if the wound is, like, oozing with shit and you're not actually cleaning it? You know, like, it's very graphic. But if you're taking bubble baths every day and you're taking care of yourself, quote-unquote, every day, you know, with these coping mechanisms, drawing or listening to music or whatever, but you're not actually addressing the problem... Mm-hmm. Like, you can do them all day, every day, but the if the problem is not addressed, you're just going to continue to go through the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you're working 10-hour shifts every day, five days a week, and you are consciously aware that you're not setting the boundaries that you need to set, but then you're going home and watching Netflix and your self-care is binge eating <laughs> and then taking a bubble bath, like, girl... <laughs> You're going to not, this is not taking care of yourself. This is avoiding the actual problem. So coming home after a long shift of work and binge watching Narcos or a serial serial killer documentary is not self-care. 
You're telling me I've been doing this wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think it can be self-care because, again, it's a Band-Aid, right? Like, Band-Aids are helpful. Right. They help you with little scrapes. Mm -hmm. Like, sure. Stop the bleeding temporarily. Stop the bleeding temporarily, yeah. But they're not the answer to your issues. If you're overworking mm-hmm. every day right right on. you're gonna do it at that job and you're gonna do it in the next job and you're gonna do it the job after like it's not until you actually get to a point where you're like i need to start setting boundaries that you really yeah don't need to be binge watching narcos every night <laughs> or if you i mean once you start noticing patterns too because i'm big on that and i mean my resume <laughs> will be proof of that but i've, I've switched jobs often because once i start getting into this feeling funk where i'm not i don't i don't enjoy what i'm doing i'm no longer like motivated and excited to go to work and it's more like draining and i don't want to go to work then at that point it's my cue to say like this isn't working and i have to do something different right because as much as i can watch all the series and about narcos all the seasons yet i still feel like shit like maybe something else needs to yeah you're avoiding the issue you're putting on a band-aid on a oozing wound i don't know i and i and i think it's easy for us to be like oh i'm gonna eat a bag of hot cheetos and drink a coke and watch some netflix (laughs) right and this is my self-care fuck it yeah like this is your self-care for now but when you look at it long term you're gonna end up with gastritis like come on now you know like they're Self-care is not indulging in shit necessarily. It's actually being conscious and intentional about taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like an example of perfect. I can pour Lucas. You know what Lucas, the, the liquid Lucas for the car? You can pour it on the engine. It's like really. <laughs> I was thinking the Lucas engine. powder that you eat. Know, you were going to think that. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like the engine. There's an engine juice thing that you put in your engine and it really helps not on the gas tank yeah you put it okay, on the gas absolutely. tank it goes into your engine yeah. it helps i didn't your know car, it's called right? lucas but it, it's called lucas <laughs> well i'm sure the brand is lucas it's not called lucas the liquid right right but the brand is lucas right it's, it's like, like a okay. coke right you want to drink a coke and i meant like pepsi yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> a pop a pop a soda um but th- my point is, like, you can pour that shit in the engine every three months, but if you don't go and do an oil change, bitch, <laughs> you're going to fuck mm-hmm. up your engine. Okay, like, okay. you know, like, you can patch a tire all day, every day, but if you don't get your tires changed... <coughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> we need to stop using the tire reference in this podcast. <laughs> Please. It hurts so the It's a trigger to my emotional health and my wallet. So let's not do that. But I think like if you, I usually talk about this with my clients, like think of yourself as a car. Mm-hmm. If you keep running your car on low gas, low energy, if you keep not changing the tires, if you keep not getting it serviced, what the fuck is going to happen to a car? It's mm-hmm. going to break down. And then changing the engine is going to be a lot more work than you continuing to maintain your car. Right. So the same thing goes with your body. Like, you're constantly pouring Lucas in your tank, you know, and you're not actually going Now we're talking about the other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you know, I can eat hot, spicy food every day because it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it, and it's making me very excited. But... <laughs> 
but I can do it every day, all day. But if I'm not eating healthy, what am mm-hmm. I going to do to my body long term? Mm. And that's not to say that the occasional hamburger, the occasional like hot Cheetos, churros locos, whatever it is that it's your jam. That go go for it. Like we're not saying don't ever eat that. That's not self care. You should eat like lettuce and cucumbers all the time. <laughs> no, that's not what we're saying. But I think coping mechanisms they're needed, right? Because sometimes it's what's gonna get you through a crisis, right? right? But then what you're saying is you have to after the band aid look deep and say like where is this wound coming from? Like why am I bleeding? Is it because I'm miserable at work? Is it because I'm surrounded by toxic people that drain the life out of me? Is it because I don't have uh, whatever with my kids, right? Like, what's missing here? Like, mm-hmm. am I prioritizing my kids? Which, that's what you do as a mom, I guess. But, right, like, are you, like, lacking with your own needs because it's all about your kids? Your kids are going to leave eventually. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fuck them kids. Just kidding. <laughs> Again. We said it last season. Again. Last, last episode. Last episode. Yeah, when they're, they're the ones like carrying the virus to us vulnerable populations. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but yeah, but... coping mechanisms, helpful, healthy, needed, but shouldn't be the solution fully. Right. You shouldn't stop at listening to a song and going on a walk or taking a bubble bath and binge watch Netflix. You should dig a little deeper. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I and I think that's the stereotype. Like, go hiking every weekend. You'll feel great. The sun helps you. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. It's going to be great, but then Monday, guess what? I'm going to be back to the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. Back to the same job. Back to the same stress. Back to the same. And and it doesn't necessarily... We're really focusing on work because we're therapists. But mm-hmm. it might just have to do with your living situation, yeah. right? Like, it could be a friend. It could be family members. Mm-hmm. That, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about, like, the work environment and how that could be... Like, it does. it's not ideal to... To have some sort of self-care when you're working 60 hours a, a week, but it could be at home, right? Like that you're either your partner is very focused on whatever traditional roles and that is your responsibility as a female or as the male to be the care, the breadwinner and you go and work this long days to bring the money home or as a woman, you clean the house and you're responsible for everything in within the house, right? And that gets in the way of the self-care because how is the dad going to go for self-care. Mm-hmm. He has to work from like sunrise to sunset, right? Same with the mom. How could she potentially take time off when she has to raise the kids and clean the house and da 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 right? It yeah. could be within your living environment or you're surrounded by toxic people, negative people that are always just bringing up that cloud, like Fucking sadness. loud dog. <laughs> like sadness in the movie that walks around like mopulent. Yeah. Mm. Being yeah. surrounded by that all the time it's draining. Yeah. If you always have to be the one kind of like being there for others. I think that brings me to a really good point that I usually have this conversation with my friends, with my close friends, is being a kind person, right? Like people saying, oh, kindness, give kindness and spread it and joy. We say that. Right. Absolutely. All the time. <laughs> but there's a limit. Like there's only so much you can do for a person when you start then turning into a cr- crouch, crouch, crouch. A crouch? Yeah. No. How do crutch. you say crutch? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like chickens. <laughs> English as a second language. <laughs> Hashtag ESL. Hashtag bilingual. 
but you know you start turning into a crutch for a person Mm -hmm. then now you're that's not self-care being the nice person that shuts up and takes everything being the one that's always the bearer of the pain or this that's that's not self-care and i think a lot of people say like be the difference you want to see in the world and take all the shit that you can. So and you're saying fuck Mandala? So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this motherhood thing. Just kidding. <laughs> but I think um, that the whole like being a nice person and sit down and pretend like everything is fine will really get you to your self-care. Like that, That's that not is not self-care. self-care. No. Being very passive and not having boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we're, we're not saying don't be kind. But be kind, but... With boundaries. you got to be kind to yourself first before you start being kind to others. And I, mm-hmm. and I say that regularly to very close of my friends, which I'm sure that they're listening there and I know who they are. I, I, I say to them, just because you're a good person doesn't mean you have to be a good person to everybody. You don't have to be stupid. <laughs> right, like... <laughs> Today I was joking with my comadre about that, like how important it is to set boundaries and how you do really stupid shit in high school because mm-hmm. people are like, "Ay, qué culona eres!" You do, no, no soy. You know, I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Watch me, and then you do some stupid shit. Uh-huh. And, you know, and now like you're grown, and they tell, "Ay, qué culona eres!" Culona, pero no pendeja. Like, <laughs> I might be scared, but I'm not fucking stupid, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that's just that maturity of setting those boundaries, mm-hmm. of saying. No, I'm putting myself first. Fuck y'all. Fuck mm. them kids. Just kidding. <laughs> Are we noticing a pattern here? <laughs> but it's like they say that with love too, right? Like you you can't love anybody if you don't love yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? If it doesn't start like, damn, I love myself. Like I'm in love with myself. I care about myself. Then I, how could I be in a relationship if I'm not even happy with myself? And I right. don't love myself. I don't love the way I look my i'm not satisfied in my life right i'm mm-hmm. miserable then i'm trying to love somebody else it's never gonna work right so you're just kind of like in that denial phase right like same with self-care if i'm not I'm taking fine, care of myself everything's fine i'm okay you can't you can't pour from an empty cup right right literally like you can't help others if you're not pouring some liquid into your own cup right Liquid. Love liquid. <laughs> Coffee would be my, my liquid of choice. Vodka. Wine, depending on the time of the day. <laughs> if it's 10 a.m., it's definitely wine. Just kidding. <laughs> so what is that denial piece that you were talking about? I just think, like, um, the fake it, fake it till you make it crap. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place for fake it till you make it. Like, if you're getting out of an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and you have to fake like you're strong. Like, mm-hmm. fake it, girl, or boy, or man, or whoever. Mm-hmm. You know, fake it till you make it, just so you can get through that next phase, right? But if you're constantly on fake it till you make it because you want to, that's your form of self-care, I'm letting you know pretending. right now. Yeah, like, pretending like everything's fine, acting like everything is in order, like, that's that's not self-care. Again, because you're not addressing the issue. The elephant in the room. The elephant. Hey. Let's sit it on the couch. Let's address him. Let's How you get doing? uncomfortable. <laughs> because you're going to continue to shoot yourself in the foot. Like, mm-hmm. you're, what typically happens is your body just starts reacting. You get the flu. You get sick. You know. You <laughs> get <body>. rashes. <laughs> 
the body keeps score. Yep. You know, it really freaking does. And so when your body's like, all right, I'm tapped out. You're not listening to me. It just stops Mm -hmm. functioning. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we said that last episode too, right? How like life and the universe or whoever you believe in kind of forces you to stop once you're not taking the hint. Right? Same here. Like if you're neglecting your needs and your self-care and you're not taking time for yourself, whether that's like, keeping up with your doctor's appointments or whatever, right? Like, or eating healthy, like you were saying. Eventually, I there's a saying I, I want to say in, in Spanish, but I can't even think of how to say it in Spanish either. <laughs> Troubles of <laughs> Hashtag <thing>. bilingual. <laughs> um, but there's a, a, a specific saying <clears throat> when it comes to that. Like, if you're not, your body's going like, to... Keep score. Keep score, yeah. pretty much, but... It's, there's a Mexican there's saying a Mexican for it. Saying there's a Mexican saying for everything, guys. For That's everything. another hashtag. We should do shirts that say hashtag there's a Mexican saying for that. <laughs> Without the hashtag. I think the hashtag was like too much okay. years ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> so out of tune. You're like that Facebook tia. <laughs> That is me, absolutely. <laughs> trying to make it. I keep trying to like tap the, the voice sound and it doesn't come on. Yeah. And like, end up closing it. <laughs> but um, I think what, speaking of like last year and forcing us to take time off, I think one of the things that I noticed and heard from others too is like that Amazon became our self-care. Yeah. During COVID, because you, you couldn't go to happy hour with your friends. You couldn't go to the gym anywhere. So Amazon, like shopping, right? And for a lot of people, that's their self-care. When you ask, what did you do for self-care? Oh, I went shopping. Right. Oh, I think that's, dude, again, that's... falling into that stereotype that for self-care, you have to spend money. I've definitely done that. I have done too. Oh, my God. Shopping is bad for me. I'm guilty. Uh, one, as charged. <laughs> shopping being my, like my coping my mechanism. mechanism. For sure. I think when you are pushed to a point where you cannot get out of bed, like so sick, like your body's like, fuck you. Like it really pushes you to kind of look within yourself and mm-hmm. figure out what the fuck am I doing wrong, mm-hmm. which is so uncomfortable. Like... Just sitting down and being like, fuck, what are the areas of my life that I really need to improve on? Mm-hmm. And what are some areas that I need to keep? You know, I I think like self-care goes beyond the <laughs> having to stay home. And no, I think it's like really sitting down. And, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, please, everybody meditate. It's great for you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm never going to be the preacher of anything at all, ever, because I don't follow through with shit. Um, but I do think that meditative state or that prayer state or that calm state really pushes you to sit down and fucking evaluate stuff. Like, I can't, I, don't know. I, I can't do it. I meditation. can't either. And that's why, that's why it's like, for me, like to me, that's a, that's a flag. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I have to be, like I told you, I took a week off of fucking off. I took a week off. <laughs> And I was just in here like, what am I going to do with myself? Mm-hmm. But it's really pushing me to sit down and evaluate, like, what are some things in my life that I need to change or that I need to keep or that I need to... Yeah, It really pushes you to just sit there, mm-hmm. which is super hard for some people, especially if you have, like, a brain that's had some trauma, which majority mm-hmm. of humans have it. Like, you can't just stay settle and stop helping or mm-hmm. stop doing, you know, I, I don't know. So did you get rid of the the shopping? Oh, fuck no. 
I thought that's where this was going. <laughs> Thank you, but I, I think it's important for us to note it. You know what I mean? Like if you're using it as a coping mechanism or if you're... Right. It, it, the thing about coping mechanisms is that it can easily turn into addiction. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what something is not self-care. Addiction. Mm-hmm. Like if it's starting to affect the functioning of your life, like you've been buying shit so much that you can't pay rent, maybe this is going to where it doesn't right. need to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or drinking. I mean, drinking is a great coping mechanism. I think going out and drinking is a great form of self-care. I like to do it at least once every three months, mm-hmm. which sounds really silly coming once every three months. Very specific. Really once every three months. <laughs> oh, I already had my, my, my binge drinking this It was on this quarter. <laughs> you missed it. Sorry. Spring is around the corner. Oh, once per season. <laughs> One in the winter, one spring. <laughs> but, it, you know, it helps you kind of take this worry off or whatever, dance it yeah. off, whatever. I've seen but. both sides on Instagram because I'm, I'm on Instagram all the time, of course. But I've seen people, like, um, shaming, especially, like, around moms and motherhood. Like, how, how toxic or how unhealthy it is that for moms to... I don't know, Some somehow associate drinking with being able to parent. Like, oh, I need a glass of wine because my kids are driving me crazy and how toxic or unhealthy that could be, right? Or I've also seen the other side where they're like, stop shaming moms for drinking. There's nothing wrong if we need a glass of wine that we need a glass of wine. whoop to do Big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So I've seen both sides. So I think... I don't know. I get it's it's a very individual thing. Well, Everybody's going to do what, it, what think, they need to do. I think it's important for you to sit back. Why do I need a glass of wine every night for me to pass out. What is it that doesn't allow me to sleep? Right. That Am I not setting boundaries with my children and they're mm-hmm. literally making me feel like shit? Am I, is my parent, no good. And I'm saying it as a mom. Like, right, right, right. is my parenting, sometimes I've, I've sat there and sat on the guilty chair or my victim table where I'm like, I'm a horrible parent. I did this when I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be a traumatized child and I'm a horrible parent. I'm going to die tomorrow. You know, like mm-hmm. super intense, guilty trips. But drinking a glass of wine while I'm sitting on that shit is not going to make it better. I'll tell you that. If anything, mm-hmm. it's going to make it worse because then tomorrow I'm going to have a fucking hangover mm-hmm. and then I'm going to try to function. Like, right. You know, so I think it's just how you use it and are you diverting from the truth or are you using it because it makes sense that you're using it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if it becomes a distraction, right, like you're just using it because like a shiny ball, like, no, 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 look at this instead. Don't look deep and figure out what the issue is, right? Like then that's when it's problematic or it becomes the opposite of self-care right covered in band-aids but you're not really addressing what's going on inside yeah i think a big one for me that is not self-care is procrastination fuck dude i'm like really bad at it i said it last time i haven't gotten the vaccine because of pure procrastination (laughs) so i'll take the crown on that one (laughs) give me that thank you very much (laughs) I, I I am yeah like I just hate confrontation. Ooh, girl. <laughs> Again, give me that crown. I'm the most non-confrontational person. And it'll yes. it'll get to a point where it's like until the building is on fire that I'm like, okay, I guess I should pour some water in there. <laughs> I guess. I guess I should talk to my boss about setting boundaries. But mm-hmm. it, it 
if you are if you find yourself procrastinating there is something about the task or what is happening that is mm -hmm. making you uncomfortable the avoidance is coming from something something somewhere right are you afraid of what is this a trauma that your needs were never met so you weren't able to speak up for what you need and again here's another example <laughs> of therapy <laughs> I'm, i'm like <laughs> she's processing herself right now <laughs> this is what happens when you go to therapy guys <laughs> Tell me why you're not able to set boundaries, Tanya. Well, <laughs> when I was a child. Where did I start? <laughs> in kindergarten, this one girl. <laughs> uh, I do but, have a trauma related to kindergarten, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but no, I hear you. I think uh, procrastination, it just allows for like overwhelm sense feeling and then getting stressed out because you keep putting things off and you're not taking care of whatever task whether that and it's all connected too because it could be that you're just burned out and you're exhausted physically mentally emotionally and you're not doing what you need to do so is it procrastination or is it again that lack of self-care and meeting your own needs then now it's spiraling into this procrastination mindset type of thing and then that same procrastination gets in the way of you being able to So it's this vicious cycle. Absolutely. You hear me? I know that I'm, I'm taking care of myself when I go to work and I actually get my tasks done on time. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm not taking care of myself when I go to work and I look at my computer and I just stare at it blankly. <laughs> and I start like crying. That's, for some reason, that's like a pretty <laughs> I don't good cry. sign <laughs> that something is off. <laughs> I just sit there and I can't concentrate and I make my to-do list and I'm ready to go And then I look at my computer and I'm like, I fucking can't. Like, I, I can't. I'm blocked. Like, and then I decide to call my friend and I talk to her about something and I talk to my other friend and I'm like, oh, yeah, today is so hard. <laughs> so much shit to do, but I don't actually do it. Mm -hmm. That's how I know that, like, my self-care is not really where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with my bubble bath that I took the day before. <laughs> I'm, I'm shiny. I'm super clean. <laughs> so it's not bad. I smell like lavender. Bitch, <laughs> I'm drowning in lavender. <laughs> There's Epsom salt in my body. As we speak. So my muscles. Liquid. <laughs> oh, man. To me, uh, in a very harsh transition... <laughs> But I was thinking, because also, like, that mindset of, like, keeping score, almost. Because oh since God. we're defining what not, what is not self-care, to me, a big one is being able to let go of shit in general. Oh, for sure. Not being petty. Not being, don't be bitter. Be better. <laughs> if somebody did something to, <laughs> if somebody did something to you, whether that they did it to you or you perceive that as like it was a job to you, to you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> perception right um <laughs> example tanya calling me out of my shit in every episode oh my it God. was perceived she's actually not doing no, it guys. not at all it's because her internal shit she picked that shit right up right just threw it out there coat. <laughs> does it fit put it on let me know if it needs any adjustments <laughs> i washed it for you it smells like lavender <laughs> it's like so soft um but no being able a form of self-care to me is being able to let go of shit right oh so yeah we're talking sure. about like prioritizing yourself what is holding a grudge going to do 
keeping score like no you didn't say happy birthday to me i'm not gonna say happy birthday to you or you didn't come to you didn't want to go out to dinner this one time i invited you so now that you're inviting me i'm not gonna go bitch right that pettiness it's not self-care right now, if it's you deleting people from your life whether that's on social media or in real life because they're toxic that's self-care right right but if it's petty it's coming from a place of pettiness and keeping score then that's you being bitter yeah better right and and the at the end of the day the less you forgive and forgiveness doesn't mean forgiving like you just forget that's forgive that didn't make sense forgiving doesn't mean forgetting there that's what i meant to say because if you if i forgive you it's like it's cool you fucked up i'm amazing the end it happens (laughs) that's life you know but that doesn't mean that I'm going to go back and act like everything is fine so you can fucking do it again. Like, you know, like, over, screw yeah. me over again. Yeah, like, yeah. no. Again, setting those boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. But being able to say, like, look, man, you don't you don't want to talk to me right now? You don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I wish you well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take all the nasty shit that I'm feeling right now and putting it in a little ball and throwing it out to the universe to take care of. And I'm going to wish you well. Yeah. Call that shit a day. Move the fuck forward. Because if you keep getting into the circle of like, well, you did this, you did this, you did this, and I'm mad and I'm this. The one that ends up drinking the poison, which is usually how I present it to my clients, Mm -hmm. is you. Yeah. Like if you're mad at somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, the person that you're mad at is not drinking your poison. You are. You're drinking your own poison. Because the person doesn't even know that you're mad at them. Majority of the time, they're like, oh, I fucked up, but I didn't realize I fucked up. Or... I fucked up, ha, 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 you're doing exactly what I'm expecting you to do. Yeah, Yeah. but even if they did, right? Like, again, at the end of the day, you got to pay attention to you're doing this for yourself. So whether the other person, like, let's say you and I had a disagreement, a fight, whatever you want to call it, right? And you have a perspective and I have a different one. You're entitled to your feelings and your emotions just as much as I am, right? So I think where we fail and where we run into a wall is trying to convince each other that my way is the right way or that your way is the right way right right so part of that pettiness and not being bitter and, and grudges and poison drinking <clears throat> it's just that basic radical acceptance of you can't force people to feel or think the way that you do right like if you think that the sky is purple that's the sky is purple for you. That's okay. your reality because of your background, because of your culture, because of you come from, the way you were raised, your values, what you were told growing up, your trauma, whatever, right? I think the sky, the sky is orange because of my reality, which is very real for me. So you, you and I trying to convince each other that it's purple or it's orange, it's just a recipe for disaster. Right. And it's that vicious cycle of toxicity and trying to convince each other and bitterness and being okay with other people not feeling or thinking how we feel or think, it's part of self-care. Right. Accepting, like, you know what? <clears throat> Dulce, you feel that way. I feel this way. What are we going to do with this information? We are still we going to have to work together? Still, right. Right? Like, okay. I think that happens a lot with the coworkers, right? Like, you have to see the person every fucking day. Mm-hmm. You know, the person is a pain in the ass. But are you going to let AF. that... Yeah, are you going to let that energy then affect you? Or yeah. are you just kind of be like... You keep your energy, honey. How you doing? You, you keep okay. around. You walk around in a bubble. Right. <laughs> Where everything bounces off of you and be like, good for you, sweetie. Your sky is purple. Right. Kudos to you. And right. move on. Right. <laughs> Why am I going to invest my energy in trying to convince you to j- join me on this side 
and see the sky orange like I do. It's it's not. Especially if you already accepted your truth. Right. Like if your truth is an orange sky, that's your truth. Yeah, and it's Period. real, and I'm entitled to my orange sky. Yeah, you're not gonna convince me otherwise. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, right, right. It it is what it is, and I think being aware of that concept. It's part of self-care. Understanding Absolutely. that people are entitled to their feelings, their emotions, and you don't have to try to convince everybody to join you in your circus. Then that's part of self-care because you learn to let go of shit. Yeah. Let it go. Right. In the words of Elsa. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Horrible. <laughs> I know. No, I cannot <laughs> sing like Elsa. Yeah. Um, bless my heart for trying. <laughs> but um, I think a, a big one is bonds, trauma bonds. And we're going to talk about that eventually very deeply into an episode because this is a huge topic to cover. But when you start putting your needs behind to put another person's needs behind because you love him, her, they. I really love they. I'm going to say they because that's really open to everybody. But I really love them, and because I love them, I'm going to have to deal with all this. Mm. Or because I love them, I'm going to shut the fuck up and be kind. Because I love them, I'm going to let them walk over my boundaries. If I love them, then my sky is purple. Then my sky is going to be purple. Yeah, even though you know damn well. I'm going to be miserable as looking at the sky purple. I'm miserable because I love you. It's purple, honey. Yeah, that that's called trauma bonds. That's when you start building a bond with somebody of codependency mm. to the point that you cannot let it go you cannot let the person go if you start saying things like i can't live without you but i can't live with you drama bond like this could happen even with family members your mom mm-hmm. like i can't live without my mom because it's my mother and i love her and what am i going to do without my mother but i can't live with her either because she's so fucking toxic she eats me alive and and i feel trapped in this relationship mm-hmm. Or I need the chaos in the relationship. That's mm-hmm. a trauma bond. And there's many more trauma bonds, and we will go deeply into that. But I think when you stop putting yourself first in order to fulfill the needs of others, that should be a real red flag of what self-care is. Not. Not. <laughs> it's not. Not. <laughs> I right. think... Being able to have self-care text takes some selfishness to an extent. Huge amount of selfishness. I'm going to say that again because I really struggle with that. But (laughs) being able to self-care to an extent where it's healthy and sustainable takes a level of selfishness that you need to have in order to put yourself first. Yeah. Even over your kids. And that, that might be controversial to say. And I don't have kids, so y'all are going to say, like, okay, Tanya, whatever, wait till you oh, have kids. Oh, no, Estrella was supposed to go to dance today, and we're here recording. <laughs> I have no shame. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I, I've heard I've heard clients and I've heard people that I know say, no, 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 I would never be the person in the plane that would give the oxygen to myself first. I would give it to my kid. I don't care. And then what, bitch? And then what? And then your kid is going to see you die, and then they're going to be terrified in the plane by themselves mm-hmm. and you're gonna just put so much into this little child mm-hmm. where if you put the oxygen mask first god forbid your child dies that's a pain that you get to bear not them mm-hmm. that that in itself is selfish because mm-hmm. you're putting the pain on them oh, i'm gonna save you and i'm gonna 
go away like the victim and the savior and the kind person I am. So sacrificial. That's a bunch of bullshit. You want to be sacrificial, see so your kid die. Like, ouch. But that's really what it comes down it's to. Intense, yeah. Because yeah. as a parent, I have put myself behind my child and I I promise you I have seen her behavior change because mom is not taking care of herself yeah I mean and, and it is a reality as a mom if you're I mean again not a mom but if you're not taking care of your needs you're not doing what you need to do you're not mentally physically emotionally you don't have the energy Invested. to be with them your kid comes up to you and says like hey mommy mommy look at this drawing you're like hi ah, ccc leave me alone like Go, go play with your toys. Or you're like grumpy or you might react in certain ways and like snappy and say and things then, that then you're going to really mess them up. And but then, it's because you were grumpy and irritable. And <laughs> then what are you teaching your kid? You're teaching. And I have a daughter and I'm super passionate about boundaries with females, guys. Like, it, and, it, and I'm sure it has to do with me having a daughter. <laughs> Maybe if I had a son it was different, but I have a daughter. And to me, boundaries are huge. If you say no, it's fucking no, period. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what am I going to teach my kid? If I said no, it's fucking no. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't have the energy. I'm tired. Mommy worked. I'm not going to cook. You're going to eat this, and that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. And it's not tough love, and it's not me putting her on the side or treating her bad. Like It's just that sometimes I don't have the time or the energy to deal with her. And I will say it. Honey, I'm tired, and when I'm tired, I'm cranky. Mm-hmm. And I'm cranky right now, and I need you to eat what I served you. But at the same the time, end. you're modeling the importance of self care exactly. for them. Exactly. Because I, I want my child to be a teenager and to verbalize to me when I pick her up from school, Mom, I, I can't talk to you right now. Look, I'm cranky. I had a rough day. I need a break right now. I'll talk to you once I cool off. Mm-hmm. Fucking great, dude. If she's able to say that shit to me, I'm going to say, okay, honey, do you need anything from me right now? Just need silence. Okay. Instead of acting a fool. And- <laughs> You're right. Rather than, ah, what the fuck you want? Here you go again, bothering me. No, 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 no. We don't need to be doing all that. You just need to tell me what you need and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I use the same thing with people around me. People get really scared of telling me shit the way that it is. Like, oh, I, I don't want to go and do this because I really, um, I'm just remembering a friend as i'm saying this you know oh i i didn't want to tell you this because i wanted to hurt my feelings honey you're not hurting my feelings i'm a mom (laughs) there's nothing you can tell me that's gonna hurt my feelings are you about to throw yourself on the floor in the middle of target no you're not okay let's go what's going on Give give it to me because then you're setting up that clear expectation you're setting up those clear boundaries and if i love you and i care about you i'm gonna respect your boundaries Mm -hmm. Right. And vice versa. If I say no, I I don't feel like eating right now. Honestly, dude, I know we had plans today, but I'm super tired. I don't have a fucking energy. Can we not? Mm -hmm. We can't. Okay. Can we reschedule? Yes. Fucking great. But even like not giving a reason. I saw a thing the other day, Mm -hmm. probably on social media, um, that like about the calling off of work, like without an excuse, like I'm not coming in, period period literally (laughs) like you don't even have to like justify right like oh i don't feel good like we always do that right like you just did it right now like i don't want to go to work because i'm uh, uh, sorry i know we were supposed to eat but i'm exhausted like hey i changed my mind like can't make it today 
Like, how uncomfortable is that? Like, and me probably in the receiving end, I'll be like, this bitch. Like, really? And without even, but because we are so used to justifying our choices even with others, right? So mm-hmm. with boundaries, it's okay to know, period. Right? Like, if I invite you, hey, dude, say you want to come out to dinner tonight? No, thank you. It's probably okay. going to be really weird for me to receive that text and be like, okay. Did I do something wrong? Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. just going to go there, right? Did, did I do something? Did I offend you? Like, what the fuck? what's wrong with you? Or like, oh, this bitch is having a day and letting it out on me, right? Because it's not normal to just say no. Same with work. I call off of work and just say like, hey, I'm not coming in today. It, it always has to be like, because I don't feel good or because I'm sick. I have family in town, whatever. I had an emergency, right? Same right. with friends. Right. right. So even with what self-care is, being able to set those boundaries and you be okay with setting those boundaries. Right. Right. If without I, an explanation. Right. Without right. an explanation. And I mean, again, it's, of course, different and being respectful of your time. If you and I agree to meet and you're just going to be a bitch and cancel every time with that. Right. Like being mindful of each other's time and respectful. But, but then but then that goes back to letting it go. Like if you're canceling on me three, four times in a row, I'm not dude, honestly, right. in all reality, I don't give a fuck, Tanya. <laughs> I really Thanks. don't I love I'm gonna check up on you. I've done it right. before. Like, hey, I haven't heard from you. Are you okay? You're right, freaking right. me out. Like, hey, I call you again, bitch, are you okay? Like right. Hey, <laughs> I can be that like, annoying person. Just to yeah, you could have easily said like leave me the fuck alone i would have been like oh she's alive okay mm-hmm. everything's fine right, right but but as far as me like hey you said you were gonna hang out with me and i already set up those two hours and you're not respectful of my time like i'm not even gonna take it there because mm-hmm. i fucking love you i don't give a fuck right yeah because we have that kind of relationship but that's what i'm saying like for some people it might be like all right you still gotta be respectful but what i'm saying is not feeling like we have to justify all the time right sometimes it's just legitimately you change your mind yeah I don't, I'm not tired, but I changed my mind. I don't want to go out to a bar. I want to stay home and watch TV. I literally right. changed my mind. I don't have a reason why. You have. You are entitled to change your mind. Yeah, 100%. You can think today that the sky is purple and tomorrow think it's orange. And you are entitled. Like, people will say that. Oh, she was just arguing about the other thing on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, she can change her mind. Yeah. It is 100% okay to do that. People change their mind. People grow. People learn. People see things differently or whatever the maybe going hiking sounds amazing right now and we make plans but then sunday comes and i'll be like actually we've done it (laughs) hashtag guilty (laughs) actually i want to stay in and watch tv and eat hot cheetos and that's okay yeah yeah and and part of that self-care is being able to set those limits Mm -hmm. right or or part of that self-care is saying I'm not going to stay home and watch TV and eat hot Cheetos. I need to go to hike. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking go, but I'm going to make myself get in this goddamn car, get to the fucking mountain, and then... <laughs> not with that <laughs> attitude. <laughs> I, I have 100% done it, dude. Like, yeah. the gym is such a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. It's not when I'm at the gym. It's not the working the out. The getting there. It's the getting there. Uh, like, I hear you. And, and, and it's... The thing about self-care is that it has to be intentional. I prep the day before. I grab my gym bag. I put my clothes. I put my tennis shoes. And I put them right by the door so I can fucking grab it. Like, mm-hmm. it has to be intentional. Yeah. I have to go to the grocery store. And instead of getting my big bag of hot Cheetos, 
getting lettuce <laughs> and spinach. Big better spinach. Merp. <laughs> Avocados from Mexico. Trigger. <laughs> but like, it's just really being intentional. Like, self care is a pain in the ass, and yeah. that's really what I wanted to like dive deep into. That mm-hmm. self care is a fucking expensive pain in the ass and it takes a lot of discipline too and intention mm-hmm. yeah you have to be intentional but you have to have you, you have to be disciplined also to follow through and do what you say you were going to do right it, and again it's very easy to like flake on ourselves if i make a commitment to you i'm probably gonna like oh, even, fuck. I said right? like, I told Tanya it. I was gonna hang out with her on Thursday. God right. damn it. Like, dang, I'm exhausted, but I'm gonna go kissing mm-hmm. somebody else. Yet when it comes to again, the one person that you should care for and love more than anything else, and that selfishness that I was talking about, it's so it's easy to say like, eh, I'm not gonna go to the gym. Eh, I'm not gonna turn off the TV and take some time to be with myself and my thoughts and do mm-hmm. absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and not be distracted by social media or whatever else, right? Eh. And that's okay. Like, yeah, this person is toxic, but eh, she's my friend, right? Like, it, it's so right. hard to not be disciplined to to be disciplined with ourselves sometimes. And I think it's it goes back to that fake. I don't want to call it fake. That's a fucked up way of saying it. But I think it goes back to that being kind, being humble, putting yourself for putting self others above you. Crazy talk. <laughs> And I'm saying it crazy because it comes from a place of oppression, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it comes from, like, you're the servant. Mm -hmm. You need to put yourself second. You need to be putting your your people first. Like, your family comes over. Whatever you want. You want me to serve you? I'll give you water. You want this? (laughs) You know? And and you start putting yourself second Mm -hmm. to make sure that other people's needs become fulfilled. That's great that that you want to be the servant or that you want to be this humble person. You want to come off as a as a kind person. That's okay. But if you're not setting boundaries, honey, like you're literally throwing all of that through the garbage because people are going to start walking all over you mm-hmm. rather than yeah making that space. And and it's very uncomfortable to take the humility out of things. And mm-hmm. I, and I say that as a first generation Mexican in Me- like in the states. You know, in Mexico, putting others before you is yeah. gigantic. I was just going to say, like, you're literally, like, describing my mom right now. <laughs> you're saying of putting others first and making sure everybody's got something to drink, something to eat, whatever, first before you sit down. Like, like my mom low-key got mad at me the other day because I was like, sit down. Like, you don't have to serve everybody. Everybody's got legs. Everybody's got arms. Sit the fuck down. I didn't say that to her because I have respect for my mother. <laughs> but I was like, sit down, ma. Like... Stop chill. it, like, chill the fuck yeah. out, like, calmate. And she's like, ay, Tania, da, 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 da. like, she got mad at me. She's like, ay, yes, I was like, that's my personality. But then part of me was like, that is her identity. And I'm asking her to do something that makes her happy. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's been so ingrained in her to be the caregiver and the hero and saving everybody. And literally, like, she had to raise her siblings. But that is who she is, her identity, right? And, right. But again, again, I grew up seeing that. So I sometimes go that rabbit hole, too, of, like, mm-hmm. putting my needs way in the back and taking care of others and not being able to say no and not having any boundaries and being very passive, right? Mm-hmm. Saying, like, it's okay, right? And even when I see it sometimes, like, I've seen other people, their families, 
that I don't see what I see grow what I saw growing up and what I see with my mom right now and it's weird I'm like oh like the mom they don't care like their kid is visiting them and they care but they're like you can cook right there because I go home and my mom was like what yeah, do you want? My mom is like, I'll make too. everything Absolutely. that you want. And I was there this weekend. So literally she was like, like we were literally still on the table from breakfast and she's already planning like lunch. She's like, what do you want for lunch? Kiki come in la comida. I was like, ma, we're literally still on the <laughs> table. Like chill. Right. But that's how this patterns. Yeah. And it's a on. very radical way of thinking because individualism is not really something that we are okay with. Like, no. And, and what we're asking for here when we say self-care is that individualism. Be selfish. And yeah. egoistic part. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to fulfill my mom ego. Fuck everything. I'm going to go and play with the park with my kid. Mm-hmm. That's my self-care. It makes me feel important and strong. I don't give a fuck what happens around me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm going to tell my kid you're not going to dance today because I want to record. Oh, <gasps> how dare you? No. No, mm-hmm. there's no how dare I. Like... It, she she's gonna be fine for one day she doesn't go to dance and that mommy gets to have her alone time with doing the podcast you know like it's that uh, we are asking for people to get out of the norm and that Mm -hmm. feels weird and funny yeah it it's i think a big part of it is like if you decide that oh if you're listening to us and you're like oh shit guilty as charged i really need to make some changes self-care has to be something you desire Something that you're convinced that what you're doing is going to make you feel better. And the reason why I say that is because there was a point in time in my life where I was super dedicated to the gym. I mean, I was going to church every day. Literally, guys, I was going at drop off. I would go to mass at 630 in the morning, drop off a study at a daycare, Mm -hmm. go to the gym from 730 to 830. And then I would start my therapy job at like nine. And I mean, I I felt like I was at the best point physically in my life. But then the day that I didn't go to the gym, holy fuck. Like, oh my God, I'm looking flabby again. And I look so fat and I didn't eat today. And then like this rabbit hole of guilt started happening. So I think that when you're talking about self-care, it has to be something that you desire and not something that turns into a job. Because once it becomes a responsibility rather than a, a desire task. yeah mm-hmm. a task then it starts turning into like you said like your mom likes to take care of other people that makes her happy that fills her mom ego mm-hmm. right and then you're asking her to do something that's very individualistic she's gonna be like fuck no like <laughs> this self-care bullshit is not for me right right but it has to be something that you have a buy on so that when you're doing it you're not feeling like oh Tanya and Dulce said on the elephant on the couch that I should be doing this. So this fucking sucks. But let me go ahead and do it because it's good for me. Like, no, (laughs) you're literally like doing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. It has to be something that you're comfortable Mm -hmm. with doing. And you can start like baby steps, right? Like, again, the awareness. It's the big first step to change anything that's not working for you. So if listening to this, you're like, wait a second, like, yeah, maybe, right? Like start like really looking into your life and saying like what areas or what kind of band-aids have have I been using or what areas of my life are not where I want them to be or don't feel like they fulfill me or I don't feel happy or whatever, then that can be your first step for that buying process where you're like, wait, what is this self-care bullshit that people keep talking about? And let me look into it and whatever that might look like. For some people, it might be changing your eating habits, mm-hmm. right? Going back to those hot Cheetos. 
delicious. But if you're like, let me incorporate a little more green into my life. Mm-hmm. For some people, it might be drinking more water. For some people, it might be sleeping more. For some people, it might be putting the phone down and being off of social media for a little bit because you keep comparing yourself to everything that's in there, right? Um, so it's going to start with baby steps because it, that's the thing with self-care. If you dive in and you're like, let me book a massage and the next day, let me go do this. It's not sustainable. You're not always going to have the money or the time to go get a massage every week. Again, intentional and you make the time, right, to, for what matters. But until you have that buy-in and that consistency and that holding yourself accountable for it, you need to start with something that's realistic for you and that it's sustainable, that you and can desirable. keep doing. Yeah. And something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't care about nails, then your self-care is not doing your nails. Yeah. Every week or every right. whatever you do. Them. Like if you really enjoy reading and you haven't done it in a couple of years, you're like, I really need to get back to reading. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when you really start using verbiage like, I really need to get back to blank. Mm-hmm. I think that's really when you do the jump to, oh, shit, that's something that usually makes me feel good mm-hmm. and I need to get back to doing. Mm-hmm. I, I was listening to a podcast, I think it was with Matthew McConaughey. Is mm-hmm. that his name? And he was talking about this thing like he used to write. I mean, that's a little intense for me. But he used to write like literally every, what his day was like for like years, like in a journal. Like Sometimes. he would literally write like, I took a poop this morning <laughs> from time to time to time. I ate this. I did this. I went to the gym. I, I watched this on TV, like literally like everything. And so he was saying that whenever his life was starting to feel like, eh, like I'm not happy, he will go back to the pages of like this time in my life. I was really happy. What was I doing different? I mean, yeah. it's again, it's really intense and probably not sustainable for a lot of us. But just the, the concept to me. And again, it can look very different for everybody. But I like the whole concept of looking back into your life and saying like, you know, when I was in this stage of my life, I felt happy. I felt calm. I felt like better, like physically with my health. What was different about that time in my life? Oh, I was going to the gym or, oh, I was drinking more water or, oh, I wasn't surrounding myself with toxic people or I had a different job. I had more boundaries at my work or with relationships, right? And I feel happy. So let me go back and recreate that again. Right. Not as intense. Or redefining it. I think that's what we were talking about on the last episode. Like redefining what that bliss or happiness means. Mm -hmm. I think um, one of the big self-care decisions that I made that took a lot of bravery. um, I've gotten to a point in my life where, thank God, in my career, I can kind of come into an interview and be like i expect this amount of money to get paid are you gonna offer it or not like fucking like con cojones mano like before they ask any questions (laughs) before you open your mouth i'm asking for this much how much are you offering i see like i've never in my entire life did i imagine that i would be able to say that with that attitude and that strength in interviews but thank god and i'm very grateful for it i'm at a point in my life in 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 my career where i can say i've gotten paid x amount of money are you gonna match that Mm -hmm. and if the answer is no what else do you have to offer Mm -hmm. and in one of the jobs that paid very highly i realized that it was eating me alive like literally and it's not the first time it's been like three jobs like that that have eaten me alive um and and the money was a big piece to it being quote-unquote worth it and having to make the decision that I'm going to take a pay cut mm-hmm. so that I can be more happy or comfortable, yeah. that was a huge, brave, 
self-care decision that I had to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's been physical reactions, like my eye twitching or <laughs> for real, like my eye twitches when I'm very stressed or I start twitching, like I twitch, like my entire body twitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure, but at some point that would have turned into seizures. But it there's self-care has to be a, con- a conscious, intentional, realistic, brave, act of self-love and it comes with sacrifices 100 percent, right because you're talking about like this is like a financial sacrifice for you and for some people again for some people that might be like well no i'm not gonna give up that salary because for the lifestyle that i want to live for that self-care that's important right and that's important for you and that's important for you Mm -hmm. kudos right but for you you were at a point where you're like my sanity my family my health is more important than the financial aspect at this point in my life so mm-hmm. i'm willing to sacrifice that right when it comes to boundaries it's going to come with some sacrifices of people feeling some type of way about, about you. your boundaries mm-hmm. and, and you and whatever else friendships or relationships that's okay that's a sacrifice you might lose some people along the way because if they're not going to honor your boundaries and respect you at the end of the day why would you want those people in your life right. but you might have your reasons why you want to keep them around and that's up to you but sometimes this self-care that we're talking about, that ability to hold yourself accountable, be accountable, be consistent, and all these wonderful things comes with some sacrifices too. Absolutely. And it's not sacrificial love. Let's clear that up. Like, yeah. it's not, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself for the love so we can, no. No, we're talking about putting yourself first. So <laughs> what right. we're not going to sacrifice is here is yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're not going to Exactly. And, and there's so many, like... Um, you're going to be seen conceited. You're going to be seen as cocky. You're going to be seen as this. But the at the end of the day, is about you. Like, when, and the way that I look at it is when I'm 30, when I'm 69 years old and I'm old by myself, like, am I, am I already, did I live the life that I wanted to live? And I bet that 99% of the people that felt uncomfortable about me are not even going to remember me at that point. Mm-hmm. So and that's my way of looking at my self-love and my decisions like, OK, when I turn old, am I going to regret this decision? And if the answer is no, then I need to fucking make it mm-hmm. deuces. I don't want to get to a point where I'm older and I'm like, oh, because I worked at this company and it sucked my life for 15 <laughs> years. <laughs> Imagine. Dude, I know. Yeah. I know. I know some people that have been at companies for 10, 20 years miserable the entire time they become very bitter to become self-care quote-unquote and and their life i mean like not progressing in the social aspect the love aspect the sexual aspect the emotional aspect like they're just stuck Mm -hmm. because this job is absorbing them yeah till the end of time you know i don't i don't want that like i really want to turn like 70 years old and be like oh fuck my life went to that company that replaced me the minute that i fucking left yeah to me also another form of self-care is the way you talk to yourself the way i talk to myself and that's something that again i think i mentioned that last time and i'm working on being a little more positive and less complaining and negative nancy but even in the way i talk to myself um like when you when you say like oh i'm so freaking stupid Right. Brene Brown talks a lot about the difference between shame and guilt. Right. And, and, and so if the self-talk is coming from a place of shame, how damaging that is for 
ourselves, Your right? Mm-hmm. Um, versus like, Tanya, you made a stupid decision. You're not stupid. You made a stupid decision, right? Like you're not dumb, right? Like, but even again, as far as like superficial stuff, like, oh, I'm fat. Like I'm a fat ass or like, look at me. I gain like whatever amount of pounds. Like that was my last episode. <laughs> that was you, right? But that's a form of self-care, the way you talk to yourself, too. Like, talk to yourself with, like, I mean, and it's super cheesy, but, like, with, like, love. Like, like yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't say that shit to somebody else. Why do you say you it love. to yourself? Yeah, right? I, like, I wouldn't call, like, my sisters, like, oh, you're a fat ass. Why do I say it to myself? Again, I was saying that how, like, we put others before us. Same with this. The way you talk to yourself, right? Like, that matters. Yeah. And even the way that you walk. You know what I mean? Like you can tell when somebody is really taking care of themselves and when they're not by the by the way they walk. Because when you walk in, you're like, I'm confident. I'm a badass bitch. I got this. What's up? Self-respect. Right. But if you're walking in, and you're like, I'm fucking tired of this job. Like I know for a fact when I'm doing self-care because my makeup is done and the way that I'm dressing is nice. Whereas mm-hmm. if I'm not doing self-care, girl, like I look like. I just got out of quarantine. <laughs> like, not even eyebrows done. Like, it, 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 it sounds very, like, super superficial, but it really, to me, that's, like, a response to me. Mm-hmm. If I'm not taking care of myself when I show up to work or when I show up to a place, like, that just shows me, like, oh, something's not where it needs to be. What is it? Mm-hmm. And, and it's going back to putting on that crown and looking at myself in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, it's a bunch of things. Also, medical stuff, sexual stuff, like emotional. Like if I'm not going to my regular doctor appointment, I know I'm not taking care of myself. If I'm not wearing the glasses that I need to be wearing, I'm. Not, that's a statement about not taking care of myself. The therapist thing I was talking about on the last episode. Like I've been going to therapy since August. You know, like. That took a lot of intentionality. Like, okay, I'm about to take on this extra bill a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we do that for fucking cars. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and finance this car. <laughs> that voice. <laughs> this is my silly, silly voice. Yeah. But I right? mean, yeah. But at the end of the day, we, I guess we, what we wanted to leave you with, with this episode is... The importance of self-care, right? And how redefining that buzzword that became like bubble baths and shopping sprees, that's not what self-care is. Like we said, it could be as easy as drinking more water, sleeping more, setting boundaries, saying no without the need to have to justify your decision. No. And that's it. Right? Um, Breaking those trauma bonds, girl, like... Saying, like, I love you and you're important to me, but this relationship is not taking me anywhere. So I'm going to talk to you in I a mean, few months. I mean, that takes a way deeper level than just self-care. For that, you probably are going to need to do a lot of processing and come into peace and understanding where this is coming from. So if you need to continue to use those band-aids for now and those coping mechanisms and going for walks and those other things that keep you alive then that's what you need to do right now right but what we want to encourage you to do is to dig a little deeper and kind of like lift that band-aid and say like what is this shit really covering Mm -hmm. is it that i'm miserable at my job is it that i'm surrounded by toxic people is it that i'm not sleeping well is it that i'm eating hot cheetos every day and mcdonald's for breakfast and then jack-in-the-box for dinner 
that gave me like a stomach <laughs> <laughs> just like saying <laughs> and i'm not the healthiest um if i'm getting rashes right like where's this rash coming from is it like stress related of hanging out with dulce like where is this coming from right like that's our invitation with this episode to really pay attention to that in work towards making some changes right try to figure it out and and it takes a lot of bravery and there is no shame in being that brave person to be able mm-hmm. to take care of yourself we want to invite you to be selfish oh Join that us. amazing right like be selfish. let's get uncomfortable <laughs> and you want another shirt i love how you didn't use the hashtag <laughs> I I really like that. I think even it can be as easy as fucking time management. If you need your hour before work to Mm -hmm. have your nice little breakfast and chill out, then that means you have to be more disciplined about waking up earlier. Exactly. I was going to say like that sacrifice of like, I'm going to sacrifice 30 minutes of sleep, but that means I get to work out and I know working out the endorphins and all that beautiful things that exercise does for you and your health and your mental health then that's what I'm going to do. That mm-hmm. sacrifice, mm-hmm. that discipline, that holding yourself accountable. Tanya, you say you were going to stop drinking coffee. Here we are. <laughs> a bucket a day. <laughs> Does not keep the doctor away. <laughs> Does not keep the doctor <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, love, I love how we're wrapping up. And I, and I think it's important to just kind of keep those things in mind as you're making decisions day by day. Like happiness is something that you have to consciously intentionally make that decision every day like and it's a hard fucking choice like it eating healthy is a hard choice for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) like choosing to drink x amount of water is a hard choice you know there's different pieces to the puzzle that just makes it really fucking hard to do and that's what i wanted to address like self-care is fucking hard Mm -hmm. but after a while, it really, you can reap the benefits of it. And yeah. you can see the difference. And Ask yourself right now, like listening to this, like what brings you peace? I know I said it last time, but I'm going to say it again. Like to me, I, I'm really focused on peace lately. I don't know why. <laughs> but good. what brings me peace? Right? Like when did I feel at peace with my life? Right? And then try to recreate that. Like or I, redefine it. Or redefine it, right? Like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and say, like, all right, what's going to bring me peace today? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's eating a breakfast before I go to work. Or mm-hmm. sitting outside and getting some sunlight, some vitamin D. Then that's what I'm going to do. Or saying no to these plans that I agreed to two weeks ago that now I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no and no it is. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I agree. That's my second invitation <laughs> to, <laughs> to you guys. And then the third one is to come back next week and listen to to episode three Three. by this. Hopefully we'll get back on track with releasing episodes. But hey, if life happens, self-care, we're going to go with it. We're going to roll with the punches. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, this is not a replacement for therapy. Professional help is always available. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant. Until Until next time, bye. bye!